All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation Welcome back to another edition of your NBA box score breakdown. As always, it's so good to welcome back everybody in the Hoopball family. Joining me tonight is another one of our incredible co-hosts and a fan favorite. We got Doug in the house. Doug, how are you tonight? What's going on, Hoopball listeners? Oh, we're doing good over here. You know, just uh, watching a little bit of NBA Finals. You know, this bubble is just getting better and better as time goes on. We thought it was going to be an even sweep with the Lakers, but looks like uh, they wanted us to get a little bit more entertainment. So we have some extra basketball, ladies and gentlemen. Loving it. Oh, and I'm loving it all the same, too. And they have definitely made this bubble 
uh, as entertaining as promised, uh, maybe a little bit more than, than any of us would have expected. And, and in a good way, um, fortunately we are, we're getting closer and closer to the finish line every single day. It's looking like we're going to be able to hopefully maintain this streak of, uh, the bubble being really, really successful. Not a whole lot of outbreaks, um, not a whole lot of infections or positive cases for superstars or, uh, really damaging to NBA rosters. So you got to love that. We give all the credit in the world to the NBA, everybody in the bubble and all the people outside of the bubble who help make this possible. So shout out to the league. Um, and speaking of the league last night, Jimmy Butler put the league and the rest of the NBA world on notice a little bit, uh, pulling off a big win against the Los Angeles Lakers down 2-0. Now that the series sitting at 2-1, Miami was able to pull out the win 115-104 on the back of Jimmy Butler's triple-double, 40 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists. I mean, this dude was masterful last night. I know this is just, you know, probably making your ears bleed right now, Doug, since you're a Lakers fan. But I, I got to give my credit where credit is due. You know, Jimmy Butler, you know, Jimmy Buckets, I should say, was really out there giving him the business last night. Uh, making his impact be felt. And you kind of saw before the game started in his little interview with Rachel Nichols, you know, asking him, how do you feel? And he said, we feel good. We feel confident. If we go out there and we win this game, you know, who knows? We can make this a really, really interesting series. So that's exactly what the Miami Heat went out there and did. Jimmy Butler was absolutely in fuego. He was 9 of 15 on contested shots, um, which is the second most contested makes in a playoff game by anyone since ESPN began data tracking in 2014. He was also 12 of 18 um, from the floor when creating his own shot, which is also better than any player um, since ESPN has began data tracking in 2014. So Jimmy Butler really, really doing some statistically anomalous things last night, and you got to give him all the credit in the world for it. And where it's looking like, you know, Bam might be returning right around the corner. So this this series that I think a lot of people probably were breaking out the brooms for, uh, it, it might just end up being not too uh, not too bad after all. So, I mean, as a Lakers fan, I know you feel a lot of ways about last night's game, Doug. So I'm going to go ahead and pass you the mic and let you air your grievances. Tell me what you thought the Los Angeles Lakers really failed to do uh, in order to go up 3-0 last night. Well, it's obvious they failed to stop Jimmy Butler. I mean, the, this was a man on the mission, you know, Miami Vice, and he had uh, he had the vice on LeBron in the fourth quarter, you know. Um, you know, hats off to Jimmy Butler. You know, I don't think that, you know, the Lakers necessarily beat themselves. I think Jimmy Butler had a hand in it, but, you know, Lakers didn't have their best performance either. I think that they were kind of just kind of coasting and just, you know, thinking it was, you know, in the bag. But Jimmy Butler had uh, his, own, his own thoughts on what was going to happen, and, you know, he was really talking about, like you said with Rachel Nichols, you know, if they could pull out a win last night, they were really going to make it available for, for Bam to come back. You know, and I don't know that he's going to come back next game, but maybe, uh, maybe you know, obviously the, the game after that is a definite possibility because now they're in the in the running here, you know, so they're not going to get swept. That's that's great. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler wasn't the only one, though. Um, it was funny because last night Tyler Hero shot six of 18. Which, if you look back at the very first uh, game of the series, on uh, you know he shot six of eighteen there as well. So Tyler Hero shot six of eighteen on the losing game as well as a winning game, and it really came down to Jimmy Butler pitching in as well. Like you had mentioned, uh, Jimmy Butler had eight of thirteen in the first game, seven of seventeen second game, and fourteen of twenty. So this is 
his most shot attempts. This is also his most shots made in the game uh, so thus far this series. So hats off to Jimmy Butler for really pulling out a win and just digging down deep to, to pull his uh, his team through. And uh, I mean, he's he's going to be you know around for a while. Obviously, I think Miami is definitely where he's he's gonna he's gonna end up and stay for quite some time. I think that uh, you know he showed today or last night how veteran presence can really momentum could really get the, the the momentum on a team going so you know uh, he did really good you know anthony davis and lebron james just they were due for an off night and they certainly had it uh this is anthony davis's uh, first time he's gotten this far in the playoffs and down to the finals you know he really needs to pull it together it's not really what you would want to see from an mvp type of uh player that we thought we were going to have, you know, with LeBron and AD possibly getting the co-MVP. Some people were saying last night's game with AD kind of stepping out, you know, really didn't make a good case for him on that. You know, he was in a little bit of a foul trouble. Um, you know, in the first first game, he only had one foul. The second game, uh, he had four fouls. And then this game, obviously, he had four fouls as well. But he got into foul trouble early in the first quarter. I think that's really what slowed him down a lot. So, what do you think, David? Do you think um, the Miami Heat had a game plan for the Lakers, or do you think that just Jimmy Butler came out and just put together his best game uh, to tackle the Lakers last night? Yeah, you know, that's a fair question. Um, it's hard to say. You know, I think that Miami definitely had a fire kind of lit underneath them after those first two losses. You could definitely kind of see uh, after Udonis Haslam was really laying into those guys in the huddle during game two that it did kind of help you know, jar them awake uh, and kind of let them know, hey, th- this is it. You know, you only got a couple more games left to right this ship. And the longer you play, the longer you stay. So, you know, you, you really got to you really got to make your mark here. And, you know, that's what the Miami Heat attempted to do in the game, two. Unfortunately, they just kind of ran out of time there. Uh, and then in game three, you know, they really started off and they punched the Lakers in the mouth. I mean, right off jump, you know, there's <laughs> you could say that uh, it was a little bit of the Scott Foster show last night, which. For those of us who are fans of the game, uh, we've seen that show one too many times and we're really ready for it to be canceled personally. Um, but it, it, it continues to air and in, in some of the biggest stages shining under the brightest lights, Scott Foster makes sure, makes sure that his whistle is the loudest. So it's unfortunate that Anthony Davis did find himself in early foul trouble. However, you could definitely make the argument that, you know, those were legitimate fouls. I mean, it, Several of those plays were just guys getting under Anthony Davis as he barreled towards the basket or attempted to, you know, crash the boards. And those are going to be the kind of plays that you win some, you lose some. On some nights, I'm sure it feels like for the rest of the NBA community, LeBron and Anthony Davis get the benefit of all those calls. So, you know, last night, for several reasons, was not their night. Um, but in my opinion, you know, the Lakers really, like you said, I mean, they took their foot off the gas. This is something that we've known has been an issue, a recurring issue for the Lakers uh, throughout the regular season and in the bubble as well. They don't necessarily finish games the strongest, but typically they are, you know, they have the best two players on the court, regardless of who they're playing. So they kind of ride those two guys into the sunset. Um, but yeah, it just did not, that game plan did not pan out for them last night. And offensively, Anthony Davis was, I mean, he was he was very absent last night, and I think that that's very clearly as a result of the early foul trouble he found himself in, was really unable to ever really get a consistent offensive rhythm or looks, and you could see him kind of getting frustrated when he was in the game and was not being fed the ball, uh, which then ultimately led to him using that frustration uh, and creating an offensive foul for himself. So it was an unfortunate set of circumstances for AD. I do look for him to right the ship 
uh, in this next game. And definitely for all of us who were talking about co-MVPs or MVP AD, um, this definitely was a significant step back for him. Um, and not the kind of step back we were used to seeing that put the Nuggets away. Uh, this was a negative step back. So, we, I mean, Anthony Davis, he's all-world talent. I, I, I expect him to bounce back in a very significant way. Um, but the Miami Heat did a great job really putting bodies on him. Really, anytime anyone was catching in on the low post, they were either hard fouling or really Ding up, making it difficult. Uh, and I thought, to the Miami Heat's credit, they did a better job not forcing the double team on LeBron. As we saw in the first two games, anytime LeBron was catching the ball, they were immediately doubling, which at all times was not absolutely needed. Um, and it oftentimes led them very susceptible to back cuts, to you know switch passes, switching the court, all those types of things. And the Miami Heat kind of came out and realized that when you're going to play a zone, the most difficult part of that zone defensively is the fact that you do not have a body for everybody crashing those boards. And the Lakers were really able to exploit them. I thought they did a good job cleaning that up. Um, LeBron did his best to carry the team offensively in AD's absence. Unfortunately for him, Danny Green and KCP are have been shooting atrociously the past couple of games. Uh, Danny Green, it sounds like, is dealing with some kind of hip injury. I, I would say it's fair to say it's affecting his shot mechanics. Um, but at this point, I don't really know who else they can roll with off of that bench uh, in his place. So I expect him to continue to get all the minutes that he physically can handle um, for better or for worse. And, and, and in the case of LeBron, you know, I think he's, he definitely wants his MVP. Um, he may not admit that, but I think that he definitely wants it. And he's, he's, he's right on track. My big issue is, you know, this is game three. This is a game that in more ways than one is a closeout. You know, you could kind of close out the series, for Miami, that would kind of close out their season. One game left, down 3-0. I mean, you're, you're, yeah, the odds aren't too great there. Um, several times, 10 times or so, LeBron is, again, trying to identify those switches that he wants. So he is calling for the guy that has Duncan Robinson guarding him, has Tyler Hero guarding him, to come up and set a screen. Well, on that screen, of course, the Heat are switching, but LeBron was not emphasizing that mismatch he was allowing them to switch and then switch back time and time and time again and in those microseconds that is when you need to be attacking that zone you need to be attacking that switch because that's exactly why you called for the pick in the first place to exploit that mismatch i felt that he did not take advantage of that i felt he was very complacent in that regard especially on the wing settling for a lot of long twos and threes which aren't exactly his shot Granted, he was probably frustrated with the fact that on several times driving to the hoop, he was very clearly fouled. In that same token, there were several times in games prior where he drove to the hoop and absolutely barreled through guys. So, again, that is the it's the curse of superstardom. You know, on some nights you're going to get every call, and on other nights it's going to feel like you don't have a call in the world. LeBron has got to figure out how to be better in that regard as far as exploiting those mismatches because this was very uncharacteristic from him as far as I'm concerned. and. Unfortunately, on character for him was the early exit from the game when he realized, you know, it was over. I mean, he didn't even take the time to really sub himself out and immediately I was went back to the locker room. about that, what your thoughts were on that. Man, you know, LeBron is such a great leader. He has such an exuberant character, and his 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 ability to impact the dynamic of a locker room in a franchise. I mean, it, it goes without saying, and. 
it's one thing when it's 2007, you get sweet by the Spurs, and you're like, you know what, maybe Cleveland just, Cleveland ain't doing it for me, you know? I get it. You know, you have the walk-off, we get it. You have chosen this path in Los Angeles. You, and we may have a lot of people who disagree with me, and Doug, feel free to disagree with me if you do. You have, in more ways than one, really chosen the roster that is currently around you. I mean, you know, he went to L.A., had that injury, called it early on that season, and then ended up basically getting the core of of those young guys traded off of that team for Anthony Davis. Now, I don't think the Lakers regret that by any means. But that that is the circumstances as they occurred. You know, you went out and you got these guys like KCP, like J.R. Smith, like Jared Dudley. You have these guys and you have a lot of input on the roster, of course, because you're LeBron James. So when you're dissatisfied with the roster, when you're dissatisfied with the play of your teammates, I find it very unfortunate that he's still relying on the walk off to send the message instead of standing there with your team and absorbing the weight of that loss. You know what? I wonder what happened to the, when your brother falls down, you pick him up, you know, cause that, that definitely was not picking up your brothers, you know, that's putting your brothers out on the curb and letting them know that they're trash, which, Hey, granted, you know, like I said, KCP, Danny green, their field goal percentage is as trash as it comes. Okay. It's compost. It, it is not recyclable. It is straight garbage. So I, I, I feel it, you know, I feel it, but he has to understand how that affects the morale of the rest of the team and how impactful his demeanor is on the way guys go out and play. And you saw it time and time again throughout the game where he was getting very, very frustrated, dissatisfied with the back cuts that were happening, the easy layups, the switches that weren't being appropriately defended that were leading to easy buckets for Miami. I mean, Kelly Olenek was going crazy, going crazy, you know? And oftentimes, truthfully, it is LeBron that is lapsing on defense, allowing those things to occur, not his teammates. But as a teammate of LeBron James, you know you're in a situation where you nod and you accept that blame or you say something and you might find yourself looking for another contract, another team, a new roster. So, again, that's kind of the curse of the superstar. I could talk forever about that moment but as a fan of lebron and of the lakers doug what what was your read on that on his walk off well like you said it's nothing we haven't already seen before from lebron um it is a little bit different character because like you said the 2007 it was kind of you know he was done with cleveland he had just found out that uh, delante west was messing around with his mom and you know people in the locker room knew about it and didn't say anything to him and that really upset him mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. you know now you know delante west is you know Obviously, old news, uh, but he has been in the news recently with um, with Dallas, uh, Mark Cuban, there getting him some rehab. But back to this game and LeBron. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's one of those things where LeBron was just done. He w- he was done with the game. He was frustrated. It wasn't right to do. All he had to do was stand at the corner of the court for another few seconds and then you know walk off at that point. But I think that you know if, before this series even started, my prediction was Miami was going to win the first game. And then the Lakers were going to come out, take that initiative, and you know get the rest of the games except for the game five. I think that really, as a Lakers fan, I kind of was almost happy to see that this happened when it did because now I think that the Lakers are really going to you know go back to the locker room, get focused, realize that you know it's not going to be handed off to them. They're going to have to work for this. 
Um, Danny Green is not doing himself any favors at all for another contract next year. He's a free agent after this year, and I do not see him coming back to the Lakers. If he does, it's going to have to be on a cheaper contract than $15 million that he's on now. So uh, whenever you look at the box scores here on Box Score Breakdown, this last game that they had, there was not one starter on the Lakers that had a positive in the plus-minus. However, every person on the bench had a, had a plus. You know, you had plus 10 for uh, Morris. Kuzma was a plus 6, plus 6 for Rondo, and plus 8 for Caruso. So even J.R. Smith got some time in there, five minutes. And I think that, uh, you know, whether it be the injury from Danny Green and his hip issue or, you know, Coach Vogel just needed some new blood out there to try and enthuse some some excitement out there for the team. But J.R. Smith did get five minutes. Um, and of course, first time out. First time he had his hand on the ball, of course, he's going to shoot a three. So he attempted his three-point shot. He attempted three of them and actually only made one. But, um, you know, it's good to see some more players. You know, what really confused me is we knew that Bam was going to not play this last game. It was kind of obvious. Uh, but yet they still went with Dwight Howard in the starting center spot. If you look, uh, JaVale McGee hasn't played any minutes at all this series. And I thought, you know, having Dwight Howard out there to start was great whenever Bam was out there and uh, he was a factor to have him bang around a little bit with Bam down low instead of Anthony Davis because we all know Anthony Davis. He don't like the five spot. But now that we know that Bam was out, I'm really surprised they didn't go with JaVale McGee, who has been their starter throughout the entire year almost. Um, So, you know, putting Dwight Howard in there, I don't know if that was the right call. Again, he only had 15 minutes this last game, but JaVale McGee got no minutes. Uh, I think that I would have rather seen JaVale out there uh, in a situation without Bam. I think they could he could have helped him a little bit more on defense, especially with Jimmy Butler getting as wild and crazy as he was getting. So, um, you know, the starters are doing well for, for L.A. As far as putting one of them in for Danny Green, I don't know that you disrupt the rotation like that. Um, Danny Green can get out there and give you a few minutes. He gave you 17 minutes the other night. So if he's feeling healthy enough, that's fine. He is not shooting well. He has not been shooting well. I don't see him getting any better in this rest of this series, but he is out there for a reason, and it allows Kuzma to come in off the bench um, to help him out. But um, really, I just wanted to see McGee out there. Well, I mean, why why was McGee not out in the game a little bit more, in my opinion? Uh, it, was a, it was a coach's decision there, it said. But um, if you look at the, the numbers, though, there really isn't anything that stands out in these three games when it comes to the numbers. You got L.A., shooting 43% from the field goal percentage. And that's not that far off from the very first game that they had in this series is 45%. So, you know, if you would have compared the two games, a win and a loss, you would have thought how bad that Lakers played. Their field goal percentage would have been much worse than the last two games, but there really wasn't. Uh, If you look at their uh, free throw percentage, it did drop from the first game. It's now 75% for this last game. The first game was 92%. So it dropped almost 20 points, but the second game, the Lakers actually had a worse free throw percentage of 58. So there's really nothing to jump out and say, oh, it was because of their free throws or, oh, it's because of their three-point percentage or the field goal percentage. It was just they just didn't play well. Um, Jimmy Butler really had his hand in that. You know, he was really active, and uh, it's really is Jimmy Butler's game. I mean, it's, it's Jimmy Butler's game. It's also Jimmy Butler's series to lose because we all know he's the star on that Miami team. He really doesn't have a whole lot of star power help. You've got Goran Dragic, which is out. Dragon was playing really good before the series started. And he's kind of one of those other star names and veterans have been in the league. But really, Jimmy Butler is it for stars. And then you're leaning on your 
your guys that are younger. Bam Adebayo, which may be coming back next game. Tyler Hero has been doing really well. I said before the series started, I am a Lakers fan, but I'm also from Kentucky. Tyler Hero played here, and I was going to get me a Tyler Hero jersey. I can say that that actually happened. I ordered a Tyler Hero jersey after that game. So There uh, we go. Yeah. I mean, I'm not converting, Laker fans. Don't worry about that. But I am kind of a hometown boy, and I like my hometown <laughs> kid. So, and he's, he's definitely coming up, and I think he's going to be around for quite a while. So... Uh, Tyler Hero is a. He, I just like his cockiness. I like his his confidence, his attitude. That one play that he had the, towards the end of the game, and the camera zoomed in on him. He had that Elvis lip going, you know, kind of that growl, you know, that showing that that chip on his shoulder. And he don't care, you know. Uh, Tyler Hero does not care. So, uh, but uh, yeah, he's a he's a good player, and he helped Jimmy Butler. In fact, one of my buddies uh, made a bet on mybookie.com. If you guys don't know about it, check out mybookie.com promo code hoopball but my buddy made a bet on there and i don't know how much money he lost before this but he made a bet that jimmy butler and tyler hero would score more than lebron james and anthony davis he put 20 dollars down and won 450 bucks so hats off to him that was a great i don't know how many times he had placed that bet before and lost it but he really came through so if you guys don't know check out mybookie.com i've been hitting up that and uh, listening to the uh Hoopball gaming podcast almost every day to uh, place my bets, and I've been doing pretty good with those guys. So, you guys make sure you check that out. But uh, yeah, I don't know about this next game. Um, I really think that the Lakers are going to come out, and they're going to come out strong. Uh, they've kind of had their wake up call, got a bucket of cold water dumped on them. So, I think the Lakers are going to pull off this next one. If Bam Adebayo comes back, I can see going Dwight Howard again. But if Bam doesn't come back, I really want to see McGee in the starting lineup this next time. So. Uh, we'll see what Coach Vogel and all those coaches have to say about it. But that's my two cents. Um, of course, I'm rooting for my Lakers still. So I think they're going to pull it out next game. But definitely uh, definitely interesting to see what kind of adjustments they're going to make defensively and offensively. Anthony Davis has to get back in the game. He's got to get focused. He's got to be aggressive and you know stay out of foul trouble to begin with. That's the main thing. If he can get through the first quarter with without you know two, three fouls, you know, I can definitely see this uh, this game next game going to the Lakers. So, what's your thought on that, David? Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to echo everything that you said. Yeah, AD has got to come out incredibly aggressive and hyper focused. Uh, I'm sure LeBron had a great conversation with him post Game Three about exactly that. Um, so, I would expect the Lakers to definitely come out swinging very hard i would expect lebron to be incredibly aggressive offensively to kind of set the tone of the game um and really look to push the tempo because as we kind of saw in the last game the miami heat were able to slow the offense down quite significantly and that has definitely been to the detriment of the lakers especially when you don't have anthony davis on the low block consistently to dump it into and really help you get that offensive rhythm not only for your superstar but for the rest of your team um so definitely i agree i think the lakers have to come out with all the energy. I mean, of course, Miami has everything to lose, and the variable of Bam Adebayo's availability is a huge one. Um, so definitely, if you are going to participate, use that promo code HOOPBALL. Check out my bookie. Uh, make sure that you're watching the game notes because that is definitely going to impact where and how you should be placing those bets because you want to be making sure you're winning all the money that you can. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, Jimmy Butler is going to continue to play Play the way that he's playing Miami is a perfect team and situation for him they fit his lifestyle his persona 
everything. I mean, he has been very vocal in saying that Coach Spo has done an incredible job allowing him to have actually more input in the the say so of the team than than any coaching situation before. Um, and and I, I definitely love to see it. You know, Jimmy Butler has had uh, an unfortunate reputation throughout the league. I mean, I think all guys who are superstar stars kind of have their reputations ebb and flow depending on what they do and who they do it to. Um, but Butler, I mean, I don't know how you can't love the guy after what he goes out there and does. And he plays with so much fun and energy. And I mean, even when he's getting hard fouled and just beat up, I mean, he's granted he's taking his time getting up because the man is, is gassed out there. I mean, he's he's cracked 40 minutes multiple times in this bubble i mean pretty much just consistently um but he's getting up he's smiling and he's moving on to the next play you know there's no animosity with jimmy butler outside of just that competitive spirit that he has and exudes and last night you saw it i mean you know lebron (laughs) to lebron's credit he is he does an incredible job keeping the the focus of his trash talk uh away from the camera and he does it like a pro because he is a pro. Um, and you kind of saw Jimmy Butler, uh, with a little bit of that, uh, that bite back, you know, um, <laughs> late in the game saying, well, you know, y'all are the ones in trouble. Y'all are the ones in trouble. And they asked him about it post game. And he said, you know, and all keeping it all fun, keeping it light. Hey, you know, Brown was talking to me and I said something back and, you know, that just kind of is what it is. Again, Jimmy Butler is an incredibly competitive guy he embodies the spirit of the Miami Heat, and he is the unquestioned leader in that locker room. So it's up to him to really get those guys ramped up. It's up for him, it's up to him to set the tone for his team, um, and really, it's up to him to to help them bring home a win and potentially an NBA championship. Um, because if I had one complaint about Jimmy Butler, it would be that so many times he's able to get to the hoop what what looks like almost effortlessly. And he is so quick to kick it out. And granted, he's surrounded by some some great spot-up shooters and some people who are really, really good finishers. But, I mean, there's nobody on that team built like Jimmy Butler. And when I when you get as deep as he's able to get in the defense, I mean, finish at the rim, my man. Get to the line and put the emphasis on the defense to really do something with you. Because as we saw last night, they they had absolutely, they had absolutely no answer. So... I think that this will continue to be a fun series, hopefully. Uh, now that the Miami Heat will hopefully be getting Bam Adebayo back. I wish Goran Dragic was going to be back in the lineup, but it doesn't look like that's going to be in the cards. Um, I still think that the Lakers are going to come out and probably finish out this series here in the next two games, just because, again, it's Anthony Davis and LeBron. I think LeBron has a lot to lose, legacy and otherwise, um, if they don't get the job done. And he's going to make sure that those guys know what they need to do to get it done. So. I look for the Lakers to come out and and get a pretty impactful win uh, in this next game. Yeah, for you guys that are betting on this game, you know, take a look at Anthony Davis' first quarter. There's some in-game betting that you can do. If Anthony Davis doesn't have but maybe one foul in the first quarter, uh, if Bam Adebayo isn't playing well, then I would definitely uh, put your money on the Lakers at the end of the game to, to take it. I think I'm going to bet for the Lakers anyway just because I think that LeBron's going to talk to these guys, like David said, and tell them what they need to do to pull it through because – Everyone's legacy is at stake here. Some of these guys never been to a finals. Some of these guys have been to a finals and, and haven't gotten a, a trophy. So they're going to want to get that championship trophy. So I think the Lakers are going to pull it off. But uh, hats off to Jimmy Butler and his team for, for really making it a, a, an actual series. So. Jimmy Bucket's giving us something to watch. And you've got to love that. Um, you really got to love that. I mean, the Miami Heat are never going to quit. I know a lot of people would like for them just to because, you know, hey, get the series over with. 
And I think the league likes this because you know, absolutely. absolutely, yeah, because I think people were starting to, you know, the the viewers were starting to tailor off, and you know, people were starting to be like, oh well, it's just you know, it's it's a hand me game series for the Lakers now, the rest of the way, and you know, hats off to Jimmy Butler, and I'm sure the league's thanking him for bringing some viewers back into these next few games. So, oh yeah, absolutely, but he's still not giving anybody free coffee, so stop asking, okay? Because he told y'all. <laughs> yeah. Man, Doug, well, I appreciate you hopping on the pod tonight. Um, Plenty of Lakers games coming up. The season is coming to a close, but we got plenty of action for you. So tell the people what you got coming up this week. Are are we going to be able to catch you with a new episode this weekend? Yeah, I think so. Um, You know, it's, you know, with the games kind of tailoring down and just, you know, one series right now, um, there's not a whole lot of players in the bubble. So uh, our around the association hasn't had a whole lot of drama and uh, outside the lines kind of uh, details to provide you guys. But there's some things going on and obviously uh, with this series and and the finals. But, you know, the um, the combine, uh, the combine has started. Uh, the NBA Combine and things are going along there. The teams are doing their interviews and stuff with players. And so there's some stories there. But uh, anything in hoop ball, I mean, there's there's tons of hoop ball podcasts out right now, guys. So uh, make sure, obviously, you, get, you guys box score breakdown. But, you know, there's there's so many other uh, hoop ball podcasts in the hoop ball family. So take a look at some of those guys. And definitely hit us up on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at KY Pro Basketball and uh, all the hoop ball gaming and uh, hoop ball tweets, hoop ball fantasy um, there's a lot out there to listen to. This is not uh, this is not a slow time in the NBA. As soon as we're done with this series, then you know other things are kicking off. You got you know the free agency. You've got the the draft. Then you've got the season kicking back up soon. So a lot going on. Um, stay tuned with everything with David and I and uh, Hoop Ball because uh, we just don't quit here. We always uh, continue to to put out great content. So stay tuned and uh, hit us up on Twitter. Don't forget to leave a five star review on this podcast. Uh, if you guys have any questions, you can leave a question right there, five-star review, and leave a question for us, and we'll answer it on our next episode. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. I always like uh, like getting on here and enjoy talking with David because the man knows what he's talking about when it comes to the hoops. And uh, I love talking to somebody who knows what they're talking about and is professional when they're on the on the air. So thanks for having me on again, David. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely, man. The feel, feeling is definitely mutual on all ends over here. We are big fans of all the work that you've been doing for the network and all the work that a lot of our incredible contributors continue to bring uh, to the table for for the Hootball Army over here. So, yeah, check us out, Twitter, Instagram. Check out our website. Um, we, we have all the content you could ask for. And, and like Doug said, you know, the finish line is approaching, but get ready for the marathon because we got the draft, we got free agency, we got a whole bunch of movement and shaking that's about to be going down, and the rumors are flying Left and right. Good God, I just saw a rumor today about James Harden going to the Bucks. So what? there's going to be a lot to talk about. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Here comes the drum. So yep. get ready. We're going to be locked and loaded. Look for a little box score breakdown around the association collab. We're going to be bringing on a couple more guys here. Brent, Doug, Marcus, my guy Brad, all kinds of contributors for a little group chat episode for you. Talking Fantastic. about all the need to know going around the association so plenty of content coming for you guys we appreciate everybody tuning in tonight doug i appreciate you hopping on for another edition of our box score breakdown everybody out there stay safe stay healthy stay happy and keep hooping go lakers
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.